to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel. Streaming live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wim Liu, and I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong in the wake of yet another sad Raptors loss. Um, this morning, I woke up. I was re-watching some of the clips. And Why? just by the end of the Why? first quarter, yeah. after watching, I believe, 14 missed layups. Mm. Was um, that in one possession? Or? <laughs> no, oh, separated, okay. uh, thankfully. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just decided, you know what, this is not worth it. And I mm. instead put out a poll. And the caption on this poll, which is still on my Twitter account if people want to interact with it, although who knows, who cares. But yeah. my, my poll was, nastiest loss by the Raptors within the last month. Oh, how many options did you have? So did they have more tw- than Twitter, 10 options? Twitter only gives you four options. Oh, okay. okay. Shout out to Elon Musk. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Maybe yeah. Elon can add more to this. Maybe yeah. you can elongate this. Um, but oh, these are the four that I put okay. up there, okay? And just go. within the last month, to be clear, because there's more losses than this. But yeah. the first option, two for 30 start. On TNT. You remember that, win? <laughs> yeah, we all remember that Oh, one. you and I were in the building. But I feel like they made up for it a little bit. No, they didn't. Just because of the excitement of the, of the game at the end. No, no. Okay, that me. didn't not work for me. For you. Okay. Two for 30 is history right there. Like, I actually, yeah. I talked about this already. I wanted a box score, a printed box score. Yes. That just said, like, them shooting, like, one of 17, I think, in the first quarter. I have a stuff. screenshot on my phone of the of the Jumbotron because it yeah. was 7-1 Milwaukee yeah. with, like, five minutes left. That's right. That's Seven. a classic. That okay, is, yeah, I like that one. That one's definitely up there. That one right now is currently leading yeah. the poll. I'm just saying, they had a nice comeback at the end, so that kind of, you know, washes it out a little bit for me. No, because they lost in that okay, overtime. Okay, they okay. did all that for nothing. Okay, no wins and lessons. 58%. Mm. That's leading the poll right now. Okay. Second in the poll right now is yep. last night's game where the Raptors had mm. 27 more field goal attempts yeah. than the Utah Jazz. And I believe more free throws until uh, intentional fouling started happening at the end. Yep, 27 more shots. They had a 25 to 13 edge in offensive rebounds. Mm, again, 25 pretty, offensive rebounds. Again, I think those 25 offensive rebounds all came on like three possessions. Okay. But yeah, and and I think their turnovers are really low too. Yes. Like if you look at the box score, yep, it was a very clean box score outside of the fact that, again, they struggled from three. I think it picked it up in the second half, but yeah. Um, the 27 more shots though, like, I don't know, like, do we even need to point at that though? Because like, it clearly is just them missing shots around the basket plus Walker Kessler blocking like another like 15 of them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just saying though, mathematically. Yeah, it was, if you take 27 more shots, you should win. There's no way you should lose. By the way, the Raptors shot 43% from three overall in the night and they only had 11 turnovers. So decently efficient. Of course, they missed some free throws as well. That could have flipped last night's game. Okay, so that's that, number that's two in the poll right now at 15.6%. Okay, that's recency la- bias. Recency bias. For nastiest like. loss within yeah. the last month. And then the other two, which are in a dead heat, mm. both at 13%. This is so exciting. Back-to-back nights, the Raptors losing. First in Minnesota, where they had additional oh, yeah. rest mm-hmm. against a Minnesota team that just lost in Denver in a close game, yeah. had come back to um, Minnesota, they were, you know, they're on a second half of back-to-back. No Car Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. no Rudy Gobert, mm. and the Raptors led by 14 points in the fourth quarter, and mm. they lost that game, not just because their offense went ice cold for five minutes between the five-minute mark and the literal last minute of the game. Yeah. Um, but they lost the game on a rip-through foul where D'Angelo Russo, like, swung his arms mm-hmm. up um, and, and baited Fred into the foul. And also, OJ and Obi missed two threes. For me personally... That one was tough. That one was really tough. I'm surprised it's only at 13%. Okay. That was bad. But the very next night, Toronto returned back home to Toronto. Um, they're actually playing the Celtics tough. The Celtics uh, in this yeah. game rested Jason Tatum, said there's no need. All right, you don't need to go through customs. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep your passport and your your, your uh, bedside 
drawer, wherever you keep your yeah. passport, just chill out for the night, okay? We got this, okay? Peyton Pritchard's got this. Grant Williams has got this. Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, two major pieces, the best two defenders on the Celtics. They don't even play the second half. Hmm. And instead, the Raptors still ultimately lose that game. 9 nothing run by uh, Boston when Toronto put in their bench for a minute to start the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. And then the Raptors climbed back into the game. Gary Trent Jr. had a layup, drove around Al Horford, missed a layup to tie in the last minute. However, Gary gets the steal, and the Raptors are on a fast break, four on two with Grant Williams on the ground. Mm. And Nick Nurse calls the timeout. And then that stops the fast break. He draws up a, a, a very predictable play with Pascal going to, going to the basket. Oh, the jump ball, the review. Ball, turnover. You know, the refs, all, all this other stuff you can't really review. And it. he lost a timeout in and the process. And he lost a timeout, which he couldn't then advance the ball. Then Pascal yeah. turned it over at the end. So Winning's hard for bad teams. That's the poll right now. And, um, yeah, it's, it's it's dead even between between that back-to-back. But there's some truly, truly painful losses. And this is just in the last, last month alone. Yeah, Payne Pritchard played so well. He came out after and was like, I want a bigger role. <laughs> like, that's that's what the Raptors do to, uh, you know, fourth-string point guards on and the other he, team. He'd be our backup point guard, you know, with a bullet. Yeah, no, but, Easily like, you know, happy Groundhog guard. Day. And I think, you know, shouts to the Sportsnet Stats and Info uh, department. Mm. You know, they they pulled up some stats, too, about just yeah, how... person in the department. Just how the Raptors have been losing in their last six games and that's including last night i'm going to add that to it but like you mentioned the boston game so they lost that at the end like you already summarized that one the minnesota game like you mentioned they blew a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter and even the game when they were in milwaukee not the two for 30 performance you know they they were trailing by two points with three minutes left and ended up losing that one after coming back okay from double digits like we've just seen this over and over again against golden state on this road trip they were down two with six minutes left and ended up losing by double digits against Phoenix. They were down just one with under two minutes left and couldn't pull that out. And last night they were up 105, 104 with six and a half left after I think Gary hit a three. And then they came right back around and gave up a nine Oh run. Mm. So like, it's, mm. you know, if you feel like you've been watching the same game yeah. over and over again, like you have, yeah. like we're seeing the same things over and over again. Like last night they come out two of 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, forget about that. Like, they come out first possession. <laughs> Pascal misses the layup, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you had a couple possessions there where I think, you know, Scotty was playing volleyball for, like, five shots at the basket. Mm. You know, they hit, like, how many threes they hit in the first half? I think two. Yeah. One of them was at the buzzer Yeah. from Gary. Yeah. And then they push back. You know, they had, they're down four going in the fourth. They take the lead. And then, again, you can just point out the possessions, right? Like, the key possession, I think, was when Fred turned the ball over, right? They were down four with just mm. over two minutes left, and here's the chance Cut the lead, make it a one possession game, turn it over. Conley goes the other way. The ball just, by the way, it not just turned it over. The ball he, just slipped just out, slipped of, his out hand. of his and, hand. And yeah. for a guy like Fred, who's like yes. one of the most low turnover players who in the league. Who had a triple double last night. Yeah. Right. And it was and carrying that, by the, the way, team. also fouled out Pascal. Yeah. So Pascal fouls out on the other end when Conley gets the and one, and that makes it a seven point game, and they just never get close again. Yeah. And then you have the whole thing at the end of games where the Raptors somehow just like, you know, just drag the games out in the last 30 seconds. Right. As a consumer, I'm worried about that. Um, yeah. It was interesting because the Raptors were, I believe, down six with one timeout. They called the timeout and they went for a quick two instead of a, th- a three. And to be oh, clear, right. you absolutely need to get a three in that situation. Yes, you can get a quick two. Yes, you can score and then play for the turnover. Here's the thing. You need to make that into a one possession game at that point. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure you hit that three. And then you play for the turnover. And then you get the turnover, then you can have a chance, right? Because right. you have no more timeouts left. All you can do is prolong the game. The Raptors yeah. go for the quick two. Then they have to quick foul. 
They get to, they, they score the two points, and then Gary comes down and it gets fouled for three. But again, it doesn't matter when you have you know not taken. Oh, we two. needed that flagrant. We need that flagrant call. That would yeah. Have been we needed Grayson Allen to do the cup check again. We really needed a six point play again yeah. to, to hopefully tie the game. And you know, oh, shouts man. to Scotty Barnes getting a layup at the end just to make sure that it was a game decided by three points or less. Right. Which now the Raptors are an NBA worst two and ten two on and the season. Ten. Yeah, in games decided by you know, three or five. You know, if we flip those eight, you know, if we flip eight of those, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. not with this team. No, no, I think it's they've shown you what they are. Um, they, they they keep showing you who they are exactly who they are. The, you know, it's a concern when Alex comes on the show and brings like real analysis. Like this, I appreciate. Oh my this, bad, man. yeah. This is yeah. The, show, this the is season different. starts today. This is not Groundhog Day for me because uh, this is this is truly not uh, <laughs> yeah. the usual uh, flow we have here. But yeah, Gary Trent Senior tomorrow. Um, yeah. Oh, by the Unless way, anything I can't up. wait. You guys want some vibes? Gary Trent Sr. coming yeah. on the show tomorrow, confirmed by uh, producer Alex. Yeah, James Herbert will be joining us second half. We, we got we got the trade rumor talk. excitement for jumping. Nah, come Herbert. on. I'm sorry, man. Also, sorry, who calls man. him jumping? Is that a nickname that he has? I'm going to call him 11 Herbs and Spices when he comes on later oh, today okay. as well. Yeah. Um, no, trade talk coming. I know everybody wants the trade talks. Yeah, but everyone wants Gary Trent Sr. to come on. Yeah. We're going to ask him some serious questions. But um, yeah, last night's game... Uh, I mean, the positive was Fred played really well, and Fred continues to play really well. He's been their best performing player in the last month, I would say. Um, you know, the the thirty point triple double, uh, the turnover at the end there was was definitely a mistake. Um, but he also mm-hmm. nailed a whole bunch of big threes, yeah. pull up threes. There was also the eight second violation too. I think that was late. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I don't know why the Raptors are walking the ball. I'm not even court. trying to pick on Fred about this, but it's like when you do have. When you're trying to win these games and it's down to the couple possessions, those possessions really hurt. Sure. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's not like he played a perfect game, right? No. And some but, of those are like unforced errors, like mm-hmm. literally walking across the, the length of the court. Like, I, I guess it's he did. I don't feet. think he realized the clock was going. The right, shot clock was rolling. He kind of did like a one-two with, with mm-hmm. Scotty on, like, on the inbound. And I think I think maybe he forgot that he had inbounded to Scotty. I'm just saying when every win oh, is so, when every game is so precious yeah. and when every possession is so important, we yeah. have seen this over and over again. Yeah. And not to pick on Fred again, but it's like I remember the Knicks game as well, right? Like there was a mistake at the end. Oh, uh, the but, Yeah, but by Fred, right? Well, when he fouled. And it's just like oh, you can yeah. go through the different games and, and sure, there's sure, just sure. there's there's so many possessions that you can single out like the Raptors just they can't get past the finish line at the end. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is you can't if you know that you're going to be a bad team in crunch time, mm. right? And I think the Raptors are actually decent in terms of overall crunch numbers, but that's because overall crunch time numbers includes plus or minus five points. The Raptors are so good at making the comeback mm. and then not winning over the top, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when you know you're not a good crunch time team, you got to leave yourself with more room over the course of the game. And that's where your defense is a step up for you. And the Raptors' defense this season is just so inconsistent. Um, half the time they're giving up 120 plus points. Like literally yeah. half the time, going back like two months now, they they give up 120 points. 30 plus last night for Utah in every quarter. Every quarter, and that's the Utah Jazz, um, who are a good offense. They have a lot of shooters, but at the same time, like you know, you you just had to do a better job defensively against this team. The Raptors played zone against them because they couldn't contain the penetration. But then Utah also has a bunch of shooters, so they're able to break the zone easily with shooting threes. So the Raptors just had nobody sort of really to do it. Their starters really look gassed, right? Pascal mm-hmm. in particular, I thought guys were just blowing past him on straight line drives. And we know he's a, he can be a very, very good defender. But he looks so tired out there. Ended up fouling out last night. Your defense can't hold up for you. And then your depth can't hold up for you. That's the other thing too, right? Because last night, because OG Anobi's hurt and because the Raptors are really just six good players in a trench coat and then just a whole bunch of other random guys that are just there, um, 
they ha- only had Chris Boucher to turn to on off the bench. And Chris was a net neutral, I would say. Made some mistakes offensively and defensively, but still hustled him and got on fast breaks. I'm not going to argue with 16 points and five rebounds mm-hmm. in 20 minutes for Chris off the bench. That's good, okay? Um, past that, where were the contributions supposed to come from? And that's where the roster, to me, it was like, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm happy Bobby Masai are with the team watching this thing night in and night out and experiencing the same frustrations that I'm sure that we are watching this because it's like, who did you expect to come in and, and give you some depth and contributions on this team. Utah Jazz are under new management. Mm. They have blown up their previous contender core, which was, by the way, better than the current Raptors core. They blew that team up. They got depth pieces with the intention of uh, tanking. And they have not just more talent on terms of scoring on their roster right now, but they have more pieces overall and better depth for a team that's supposed to be tanking. Right, mm-hmm. you look at who the Utah Jazz are bringing off the bench. How many of these guys will be playing for the Raptors bench? Rudy Gay will be playing for the Raptors bench. Jared Vanderbilt will be playing for the Raptors bench. Colin Sexton will be undeniably the Raptors bench best bench player. Malik Beasley will be undeniably be the Raptors second best bench player. And then Ochai Obaji, which I haven't seen him that much this season, but he was able to knock in back to back threes, which I don't remember anybody off the Raptors bench doing at all this season. Like you look at that comparison as compared to Thad Young, Christian Coloco, Malachi Flint, Delano Banton, like who was supposed to do anything for you in that group? You know what I mean? So the front mm-hmm. office has to eat this. Like, they're, they're set up a team that has no size in the middle to handle what Utah was doing, right? Literally, Walker Kessler as a rookie was looking like Tim Duncan against them. And also, you have no depth on the roster. You only have two shooters all night that you had yesterday, right? You had Fred and Gary who can shoot. Everyone else is a very inconsistent shooter that you're happy to get one three from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, on the Utah side, I was looking through it. Their whole starting five, Kelly Olnick, Laurie Markkinen, Walker Kessler ex- excluded, but, but Conley and Clarkson, there's four plus shooters in that group right there. Everybody that I brought off the bench was able to at least attempt a three, and they're all credible three-point shooters. And meanwhile, the Raptors started the fourth quarter last night with a lineup that every single player on that r- lineup it was Pascal at 31%, Chris Boucher at 31%, Thad Young at, I think, 15% this season, not shooting a lot of threes, mm-hmm. um, Scotty Barnes at 29%, and I think Delano Banton at, like, 30%. That's it, it, You know what it felt like yesterday? It felt like they were playing, an, an, a team from 2002 was playing, uh, uh, or 2003 was playing against a team in 2023. Hmm. Like, mathematically, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I was actually and thinking... that comes down to the front office, man. That's, yeah. that's the front office. No, I was thinking a lot about the depth yesterday, too, watching the game, because I know so much of the talk this last couple of weeks has been about which of the starters are, are, are you know, on the block and, like, how they're going to, you know, rearrange that, but... You know, they, they need to look at, especially if they're making these trades, you talk about draft picks and stuff, they need to get players back. Like, they need to start adding depth. Like, mm. like you look at this bench, like you mentioned, like, if we go down this list, like, how many of these guys, like, honestly, are, like, NBA-level, like, bench players? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I look at a guy like Malachi, and I know, like, you know, he's had his moments, but, like, he's also had a long enough runway where you're looking at this and you're like, if you're really building a winning team, like, you know, is Malachi Flynn and, and, and Delano Banton, like, the guys that you want on the bench as your guard options? Why are you asking me that? Like, that's a question. Yeah. The, you know uh, the answer. All questions from me are rhetorical. Yeah. Um, but even, like, you know, we haven't seen Ken Birch play. You know, we've seen Wancho come in with, like, spot starts, right? Like, once you start going down the list, even Christian Coloco, I think, is a couple years away. Like, there's just absolutely nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely nothing. And, like, not just nothing in the present. Like, there's not a lot of upside when you look at it, right? Because yeah. if you think about, oh, this is going to be a team that's going to grow and that's going to build, like there's no upside right now when you look at the second unit. There's there's no upside in this in the second unit. In the starting group, I would say obviously there's upside with Scotty, there's upside with sure. Precious, right? 
Um, but I agree with you. The, the depth of the roster is just not there. And and that's where you would like to see more prospects sort of come through. And the Raptors have young players, as any team does, to come through. But a lot of them are second-round picks. A lot of them are undrafted kind of players. And you got to kind of squint and really see the positive and the silver lining of some of these guys. Like, I think for a lot of teams, Delano Banton really wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. But the Raptors look at it like, okay, well, you know, he's theoretically 6'8", six, six, you know, point guard. Can't really shoot that well, but can slash well. Has done well in the 905. You know, okay, maybe there's something there, right? Maybe mm-hmm. Malachi Flynn. He had a he had a great month at, at in Tampa when the Raptors lost every game. Okay, yeah, but, but Tampa's already like what two three years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, you know, Coloco. You know, you could maybe see down the line. Okay, mm-hmm. he can. He's mobile. He can block shots. Um, can catch a lot. He's long. He's a hard worker. Um, but at the same time, you look at him right now. He's he's very skinny. He's gonna get in foul trouble mm-hmm. a lot doesn't finish consistently, um, you know, that's more of a project as well. Mm-hmm. And, and then you look at some of the other guys like Wancho didn't play last night. Ken Birch didn't play last night. Like, it's not like Nick was overflowing with options. And that's, again, on the front office. Like, the, the, the team is literally carrying one player short on purpose because they had cut Justin Champagne early in the year. It was another one of these, like, maybe so-so prospects that mm-hmm. the Raptors ultimately just pulled the plug on. You know, maybe Justin didn't show enough or maybe the attitude or whatever, but they pulled the plug, okay? Um, but... You know, there, there is just isn't that kind of depth that you see in this, this squad. And that's where, when you're thinking ahead to the trade deadline, not only do the Raptors need to sort of flip some of these pieces here to get back some future prospects, but you also need to get back some players for the present. And just guys who are not necessarily like great starters right now, but even just depth pieces that you can develop into. Because you look at Utah, for example, like they, they kind of have that, right? So, Yeah, and I was also tough. made aware that I guess if the Raptors didn't make that that young trade and swap the picks that, you know, they could have drafted Walker Kessler. Yeah, no, they could have. He was in that range. He he was in that range. I remember, you know, very vividly Bobby Masai, or Bobby in particular, was talking about how, you know, we had Christian in the 20 to 25 range. Okay. So it didn't even matter that we traded our pick that landed up being the 20th Mm -hmm. pick. And because some of, this, of the fact that listen, some of this Christian is hindsight. Anyway. Some of this is hindsight, obviously. Like you yeah, don't know how sure, these guys are sure. going to turn out, but for sure. I mean, Walker Kessler looked real nice. Damn, twenty second pick. So the Raptors would have had an like, option to, to to take him. Looks like a seven foot Grayson Allen. By the way, he's shooting seventy two percent from the field this season. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, we could use that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, anything else about last night's game before we get to the trade chatter? Um. Is there anything else you want to say about this team on the court? Uh, let's get to the trade chatter. <laughs> I mean, right. it's just, I don't know. The game yesterday, like, it doesn't even upset you so much. Oh, the only thing, too, is I, I thought, yeah. okay, even though Nick didn't have the greatest bench pieces to play with, I don't know why Precious only played 25 minutes last night. There right. was a stretch there where Nick challenged the the out-of-bounds call where Thad stripped it off of uh, Mike Conley. And it was initially mm-hmm. ruled jazz ball, but Nick challenged and and, um, and got it overturned. Um. I didn't understand why in that mark, that seven-minute mark, why Nick just didn't bring his starters back in completely there. Maybe they're not trying to win. Right. I think there were three options in that, in that sense that I, that I saw, it, right? Because clearly he already saw the the need to bring in Fred and Gary, mm. right? So it was like definitely bring the starters back in. However, in the front court, they were playing with Pascal, Chris Boucher, and Thad Young at, right before that timeout. Now, one option was to continue rolling with it, which is kind of what they did. Mm-hmm. The other option would have been you bring in Precious for one of those guys. And I thought Pascal could have used a breather. You could have brought in Precious for Pascal. But I understand. If you want to ride Pascal, I mean, that's that's I guess that's what you're supposed to do in this season, right? So mm-hmm. you don't do that for him. You could have brought him in for, for Chris Boucher and then put Precious at center to match up with Walker Kessler. Or you could have just made the swap and just put in um, uh, Precious Achua in for um, uh, Thad Young 
because you know that Kessler is coming back in. Mm-hmm. And in the in the moment, maybe this is not a small detail, but in the next two minutes that happened, Kessler got two dunks, got two offensive rebounds, and blocked a shot. And it was like those are vital, vital stretches in the fourth quarter that you lost just because you made a substitution too late. Because you know mm-hmm. Thad Young at center is not guarding anybody. That's mm-hmm. not his role. He's played 16 years in the league. This is the first time he's being asked to play center. Yeah. So Improve the roster, please. That's what we need, man. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So more trade chatter. So Chris Haynes and Mark Stein have a new podcast called Hashtag This League Uncut. Mm. And they I was had listening a, to it on the way here. Yeah, I was listening to it this morning in bed. Um, and Scott there was... Mark Stein in bed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep going. That's what people do with your React pod. <laughs> that's different. Um, I got a sultry yeah, voice. Yeah, mine, mine's like the continental breakfast. Man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the Raptors naturally came up uh-huh. because they are the number one team, uh, you know, at, at the trade deadline here. And here's what Chris Haynes had to say about what he's heard about OG Ananobi. New Orleans Pelicans are definitely high on them. They're definitely high on them. I I got some time to spend some time with the Pelicans over the last few days. And so the Pelicans definitely feel like uh, he can be a fit within their system and with their scheme and and their personnel. So, you know, there's going to be serious pursuit. Do I think he's ultimately moved? I do. I do. Because I, I I think OG himself off of what I'm hearing he would like a change of scenery himself um I don't I don't know that he's going to management or it's, it's got that far and to to request a trade but management know how he feels I'm, uh, he's let it be known already yeah so wait hold on I'm, I'm a little confused did, yeah, he, up? did he go to management and let it known or did he not go to management it and sounds let it like from chris haynes that he hasn't like officially requested a trade but he's like but he has let management know maybe yeah. via like you know the the clutch agency that a change of scenery is preferred <laughs> this is like you try to break up but you're just like listen man I'm telling you. I'm, now, I'm not actively breaking with you, but if you broke up with me, I wouldn't be upset. Now until next Thursday. <laughs> okay, you waiting right. for those divorce papers to come uh-huh, in. But, like, uh-huh. I think... Get that docu-sign. Well, it's interesting because, um, first of all, shouts to Chris Haynes knowing, like, the moment. He he, he had this, like, pregnant pause mm. before being like, do I think OG's going to get traded? And he did a nice pause. So, yeah. like, you know, a, you know, flair for the moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, great for I that. I do. <laughs> how are you Whoa. so fast, dude? <laughs> what? How do you drop up these clips? <laughs> and I love that how he's like, yeah, I've been around the Pelicans, so like, pretty sure CJ McCollum's the one that's like, yeah, we're interested in OG due to tampering, um, because he wouldn't talk about it, but. Yeah. Um, hashtag this league. Yeah, hashtag this league, which is one of my favorite things. Dude, that, tampering. That in uh, league pass alert. And, and then uh-huh. Chris Chris Haynes also had an additional comment about uh, another team that might be in the market for OG. Here's what he had to say. Memphis does not want New Orleans getting OG, and New Orleans does not want Memphis <laughs> getting OG. That is a fact. And so you have to... And that that's why, you know, when you talk about um players being that that next that next step up, or we talked about with Jay Crowder. You know, there's some teams that feel like he he's gonna take them to that next step. They feel that way with OG as well. Um New Orleans feels that way, Memphis feels that way. But again, those two are trying to box each other out. Mm. 
So Bobby's got New Orleans on one phone, Memphis on the other. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> that's how. That's it what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. You know, no, I mean, I that's, that's how you get Man. a situation where you know. I was thinking back because uh, I think last week we we, we called up Bobby Marks mm. and I was asking Bobby about you know if he ever dealt with Masai, right? Yeah. And I remembered because he did. Uh, he did. Um, he was the, the Bobby Carmelo, I think, was the, the Carmelo assistant GM. Anthony, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and Masai was the GM of Denver at the time. Yes. And obviously Masai was moving. You know, Carmelo, which obviously is a way bigger deal than OG potentially moved. Mm. This is like Pete Carmelo. And the way he got the negotiations to the point where, you know, he did against, you know, New York was that he was able to get both the New Jersey Nets involved mm-hmm. bidding against the New York Knicks. Yeah, and that's, he, and yeah. it was kind of going back and forth, back and forth, yep. back and forth. And eventually that's how you get to the point where when you look back on that Melo deal, it made a lot of sense for Denver. Well, they made that trade. That was a steal for Denver because the Knicks could have just signed him in free agency. Yes. In like three months' time. Yeah. And instead, yep. they gave up a bunch of assets. I remember it was like Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari. There's a mm. bunch of pieces going, right? Yeah. So Picks. I think yeah. the other thing, too, when I'm thinking about this, when it comes to OG and all this trade chatter, I think we've talked a lot, too, about how, like, oh, the Raptors are, are super patient and, yeah. like, you know, they're willing to walk away. I do think they're going to be making some moves at this deadline. Like, but- I don't think this is one of those scenarios where they can just walk away. I don't think anyone wants to keep watching this product. I've no, been saying I don't this even all think season, it's that. Man. I don't even think I've it's that. I've been saying this all season. Yo, I sound like Stringer in season two of The Wire, man. We need to get with Prop Joe and change up the, the product because it's weak right now. Man. No, because like they have to make these moves. Like there's just too many. There's just too many different things that are happening with like contract situations and like guys wanting a change of scenery. Now, I, I don't know. I still don't know if you put OG on that list because like there'll still be a market for him in the summer. Right, but there's clearly a market for them right now. Yes, yes. You so let's see how high like, the bidding goes. This is what I worry about thinking about going to the summer mm-hmm. right now, because it doesn't seem like there are any like franchise changing pieces about to change hands at the deadline. Yeah, the situation for the league is going to be very wide open. Do you think OG is the number one swing piece right now for like contenders? Probably. That's available. Out probably. There. Yeah, probably. Okay. And that's the thing though. That's important because it's not like there's other big star that's about to move that we know of. Right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe some last second things, but we literally haven't heard anything about that. That would change the landscape. And the current landscape is that the league is really open. Hashtag this league. Especially yeah. out west. Especially yeah. out west, the league is super open. Yeah. Right? A lot of motivation to buy yeah. Pelicans, because of yeah. how open it is. Pelicans, the, by the way, have fallen to 10th. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Next off, when you go to the offseason mm-hmm. and there are bigger names to get, ultimately get moved, all of a sudden the, the landscape may not be as even as it is right now. Mm-hmm. And of course, OG's contract becomes shorter because you get him for one playoff run guaranteed instead of two. No, that's I think, the, so, I think that's very fair. I think yeah, this is the time. I think the other I've thing been too. I've this for a month now too. By yeah. the way, well, we have to talk about this. Yeah, um, you're right. But I think I the probably other, said everything. But the, last the other month. thing, the other thing too is 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 to your point. Like you talk about these teams with all the draft picks. Like you mentioned, once you go to the summer, if other players are available, mm-hmm. you know, you only get to get four picks or however many picks from these guys. Like. With one offer. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to be offering that to, for, for other players. Mm. So maybe this is the time. I did hit up the trade machine. You did? I got some good trades, yeah. Damn, bro. Maybe we should, should we save that for a second half? This guy's in bed hitting up the trade machine and listening to Mark's time, <laughs> Yeah, that's man. my continental Holy breakfast, man. This, the vibes are horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I was on Tankathon, too. Oh, uh, well, yeah. You know, like, you know what I did today? The I, number five, right? Number I five or six? Bookmarked. six? I've added Tankathon to my bookmarks. Yeah. So I can easily click it with one hit. Yeah. It does seem like they're stuck in that five, six range, though. You're not getting yeah. into that Houston range. No, you're just not. Um, Unless you lose to them tomorrow. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, man. <laughs> uh, man, Elon Musk, man, make more options on the poll function yeah. on Twitter, please, because uh, the Raptors are losing. More uh, than four th- times there month. are a couple more things before we 
We okay. hit the break. Couple more quick uh, trade things from from Brian Windhorst. He says that the Raptors are looking for young players and trade talks centered around OG and Fred, and that um, they just want guys in the league to put around the core that they have around Rookie of the Year Scotty Barnes. Mm. So no surprise there. Okay. And then uh, J. Lou from the other uh, network, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he wrote an article about the trade deadline, said that Toronto is close to acquiring DeAndre Ayton from Phoenix in a sign-and-trade last summer. Mm. The more I think about it, I just don't see DeAndre Ayton as like a player that the Raptors would want. They keep, they keep getting just, linked, though. Yeah, I know, but... They keep getting linked. Don't you think that just doesn't fit the type of player that Masai and Bobby and even Nick would want? I, I just, mean, I, when I watched the game last night, I'm like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a seven-footer. By the way... <sighs> When Kawhi left, and this, oh is the, this is again, this is disingenuous, but I'm just stating what the facts are. When Kawhi left, okay, the replacement was Stanley Johnson. Yeah. When Serge Ibaka and Marcus Marcus left, mm-hmm. the replacements were Alex Len. Yeah, Fifty Cent's favorite player <laughs> and Aaron Bates. Oh yeah, shots to Fifty Cent. <laughs> Say Alex Len is his favorite NBA player on the Kings. That's cap. Uh, maybe not. I don't know, but um. That's but scary. I'm just saying, like, I, I wouldn't mind a seven-footer in, in the lineup. Yes. It doesn't have to be Aiden for me. I mean, obviously, I see the concerns, right? The, yeah. the price is quite high. And, and also you don't want Jakob Proto, we've, we've established. No, the Jakob Proto, you just like, don't want to talk about I wanted about him it, if the Raptors were in a, like, a genuine, true playoff position, mm-hmm. right? If they were, you know, had their roster, their record was inverted rather than what it is right now. Yeah. But it's not, so. Anyway, I, I'm not surprised by this either. And I, I it, honestly, if they made this kind of a move, I... I I would understand it. I understand where they're coming from, at least. Yeah, I think they I'm keep st- talking about how they need true size. I'm starting to just want players instead of picks. I mean, obviously, I think any trade. I want be, Iguodala. I think any trade's gonna oh, be. A, I think any trade's gonna be a combination of both picks and uh-huh. players. But I do want some like tangible players coming back. I do like reports of like the Raptors are looking for young players. I don't think anyone's ever looking for old players, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think Udonis Haslam is safe, man. Yeah, all right. You know, all right. We've got James Herbert coming up. Well, he's got some trade proposals as well. I can't wait. All right, I've been your host, Willu. That's Alex Wong. You're listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connect Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. And we are joined on the line by the man I'm now calling 11 Herbs and Spices, Jimmy Herbert of CBS Sports. What's going on, James? <laughs> That's a wonderful nickname. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, anytime, man. Remember when you got canceled last year, James, by Raptors fans? I have no idea what you're talking about. Wait, what was that over? It was over Goran Dragic. Yeah, he was like, why are you booing Goran Dragic? Oh, yeah. And then everyone threw tomatoes at you. Yeah, but you're back. People didn't even know you were a Canadian. We always have to redeem this up. Who's this man? That was his mentions. Yeah, shouts to to Derek Brandale. Uh, uh, James, uh, how are you, man? (laughs) 
Um, I mean, now I'm just reliving that whole experience, so that's a bit weird. But no, no, I'm good. This all is right. this is a very strange time of year, but I'm happy to talk about it all. Yeah. How many trade proposals do you have? So I manage my time. Um, I thought you just told me to do three. So yeah, three's good, man. I got, I got two as well. Um, mm. but I guess I'll just read straight off the rundown at first. Uh, hey, James, are you ready to give up on this Raptors core? Um, I think I'm ready to see something change, but I am not ready to sort of watch this entire experiment kind of burn down. Um, I I honestly think like if the team just had a little bit more shooting, but still tried to emphasize the same things they've been emphasizing the past few years, it would look a lot different. Um, if, if you think it's shooting and a little more size, yeah, I wouldn't argue with that either. Um, Maybe they just need to trade the entire team for Walker Kessler, apparently. Maybe that would fix everything. Um, you think but, you can get Thad Young and Coloco I mean, for Walker Kessler and Goran Dragic? <laughs> you think you can get uh, Kessler for four first-rounders right now? Four first-rounders? Yes, that that that's a sensible proposal mm. in light of um, Walker Kessler being the new defensive player of the year, maybe. Um, nah, but look, I, I think, you know, you go back and watch that Sacramento game, you can see, like, what the ideal version of this team looks like again. Like we saw that for a lot of last season, especially the second half. I can't shake that. So for me personally, I'm not like burn this whole thing down. Um, But I kind of also like, just don't think that everybody's going to be here past the trade deadline. Mm. That's fair. I think that's, that's the more reasonable take. I think because we have to watch this like night in and night out and talk about it twice in my case that it is hard to relive but yeah, i agree there, is there hanging good... on to the win against sacramento that was a good win man. i know but still it's a good win man forcing some bonus into the nine turtles we can't you just don't be see this we day. can't be this thirsty for a good oh, product once every two weeks man, man. Anyway. uh anyways um yeah james you're gonna say something no i'm just saying i think there is something to be salvaged i mm-hmm. don't think mm-hmm. the raptors necessarily fit the profile of a typical blow it up team they're younger than most teams that do that um we have seen more like recent success from um lineups that feature like a lot of these guys that are playing big minutes for the raptors even like just some more simple stuff like look at their point differential compared to some of the other teams that are a little bit above them in the eastern conference like all the stats kind of paint the raptors the team that are at least a little bit better than their record um and i i think if you simulated like these first few months of the season like a hundred times like this would be on like the like lower end of the possible outcomes that that would come up i still think like you you have to learn something from what you've seen you can't be in denial about it i think they <laughs> clearly uh have some issues with this personnel and this mix and some changes should be made and i think almost certainly will be made but i don't know like i i i understand the idea of like especially with sort of the contract situation like maybe they should just take advantage of this situation look how low they are in the standings already just completely tank and blow it up but like even if you do that the teams that are that have been tanking this whole time have such an advantage over the raptors like i don't know that you're getting all the way down into like the bottom three or four so i don't know that you want to throw away the chance of you finding a mix that works um, by tanking in a way that isn't even as extreme as it could have been, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's less about, you know, getting the best odds because like you mentioned, like the bottom four teams are what they are right now, but it's just evaluating who you want to move forward with. And then like you said, seeing if you can take advantage 
of you know if any of these bidding wars are taking place over guys like OG. Uh, what would you who would you trade at the yeah. deadline? I think Ananobi's the one that makes the most sense of sort of the core. I mean, I guess the starting five. Um, <laughs> Scotty Barnes is not really included in, in the names that are being rumored here. But I think if we're just talking about Van Vliet and Trent and Siakam and Ananobi, like I think the idea would be, well, if you move Ananobi, his value is so high right now for good reason. Um, and that you can get a lot back, which allows you to have some flexibility, whether that means just getting like immediate like picks in the next couple of the years that you can use to have some guys on rookie contracts or just like flexibility in terms of like making other trades so you can keep going and build this thing how like whichever direction you want to um but then you still have um these recent i mean like man Vliet was an all-star last year siakam is likely going to be an all-nba player again uh this season even though he is you know slipped off like he slipped a little bit in terms of his production in the past few weeks like i think he's still having a great season van vliet has been awesome the past few weeks like mm-hmm. uh, um i think you still have these really good players on the team you still have a chance to kind of reconfigure this thing um for next season maybe even like get an interesting look at like some different combinations the rest of this year depending on what you get back from Ananobi. that's just like to me Ananobi is like the combination of like all right like I don't know if you really want to move forward with a, a front court of Siakam, Barnes, and Ananobi all together when they all kind of want to have the ball, at least like not necessarily all need to be like a number one option or anything like that, but they just kind of get in each other's way a little bit. Um, and maybe you can just have a sort of better balance in the front court, go with an actual center in the front court if you trade Ananobi and kind of, you know, construct something a little bit different. Um, But that is like just sort of with the understanding that I know they can definitely get like a number of first round picks for him. I don't know exactly what the other offers are going to look like. So um, if there's another move that ends up being made and it seems like the Raptors just like totally won that trade, Okay, cool. Like, I, I, I would understand that. But if I'm just picking somebody right now, like, I think he'll definitely give you more value than a Trent. And he'll probably I mean, return more value than Van Vliet on an expiring contract. Maybe it's not the same as moving Siakam, but I just don't know how much appetite I would have for moving Pascal Siakam right now, the way that he's playing. Yeah, um, just, just to quickly chime in, I, I do feel like it could be similar to the Tampa Tank situation where they actually didn't get rid of all their yeah. guys. Mm. They just kind of, you know, rolled it over. They did obviously move Norm, mm. and then Kyle was walking out the door anyway, so they signed mm. and traded him. But, you know, it wasn't like they, they just dropped everybody. They just yeah. also just um, invented injuries. Yeah. Yeah. You can say that. <laughs> no, I just... I, or took advantage of injuries. Sure, and, yeah. And in a Every way team that... does that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would definitely buy if the Raptors have some injuries after playing them 45 minutes a game. Anyway, so let, let's hear about some of those trade proposals. Yeah, yeah let, let hit, hit us up. You know, you hit us with these trade proposals, James, and then Will and I are going to evaluate. No, just me, actually, because oh, you have your own proposal. Oh, yes, I do. So have, I'm just here to say so yes or no to your so proposal. So you're Masai. You're uh, Masai in this case? I could be, can I be Bobby? I yeah, only have you, one phone with me right now. Okay, you can be Bobby. Okay, James, what's your first trade proposal for Bobby? All right. Um, all right, Bobby. We're gonna we're gonna do this. This is gonna be OG Ananobi, Kem Birch, and Otto Porter to the Sacramento Kings for Ooh. Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, Davion Mitchell, two first round picks, maybe a couple of seconds. Um, now, 
Davion Mitchell is sort of functioning as another first round pick. He was a ninth pick in last year's draft. Very Raptory player in vibe, not in height or length, but he's a really awesome point of attack defender. Holmes has been a rumored potential Raptor for like a million years. So let's just mm-hmm. kind of make this finally happen. And I think from the Kings point of view, it's like, well, OG's young enough that this doesn't seem like a crazy like Kang's all in before they should be kind of move. I think it sort of makes sense. Like Barnes is on an expiring contract. You're essentially turning him into Ananobi. You lose a little bit of shooting, but you gain everywhere else. They are a terrible defensive team. Ananobi would be mm. huge for them in that respect. And, you know, Mitchell's minutes have gone down this year, even though it's a full season without Halliburton. I think it's just sort of the mix that they have. There's not a lot of opportunity there for him um, with De'Aaron Fox, with Malik Monk, these other small guards. And Rashawn Holmes isn't even in the rotation right now, but I think he is a, like, obviously rotation caliber player as a backup big. Um, There's a reason why, like, at least some, like, faction of Raptors fans have been pining after him for years. Right. Um, Are the picks protected? Uh, not the Sacramento? way I drew it up. And oh, okay. Well, in that case, you know what? Yeah. Hold on. You know what? I, I, I like this offer from, I suppose, Monty McNair. Congrats on the uh, extension, by the way. Yeah, should we call this in? What's but, going no, on? No, no. But I have a, okay. another call on the line on my other phone. As Bobby has famously two phones. The other yeah. phone is ringing from uh, Memphis Grizzlies here. Um, yeah. So, Zach, did, Zach Kleiman? Yeah. So, you, so, so you're Zach me, Kleiman in this case. Did you see me pull up Santi Aldama's page? Um, no. So what's, here, what's your okay. offer for OG? Okay. Here's before the offer. I, before I say yes, here's the offer. OG and OB. And I'll give you Malachi Flynn, promising player. You know, I think you've seen him. Are you him. tossing him in? Yeah, I think you've seen him at Mattamy. Damn. Um, in exchange, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you uh, Brendan Clark, Tyus Jones. Oh. I was throwing Danny Green, you okay, know, sure, just to make sure. the salaries yeah, work. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, couldn't get Santi Aldama in there. And then I'm going to give you 2026 and 2028 unprotected first. Huh. So two picks. You get Brandon I, Clark, I like Jones and Clark. You got Tyus Jones. Like mm. those are two nice pieces. We talked about depth, right? Are you sure Memphis wants to do this? Don't you guys? Okay, so here's need the, some more depth. Yeah, here was my thinking. Um, Bobby was like, uh-huh. yes, depth, but like if you're getting OG, like you're trying to get the best five players on the floor mm. in the playoffs, right? Because yeah. right now you feel like maybe you're one player away, or maybe you don't want to play Dylan Brooks. You know those heavy minutes down the stretch. In, in a playoff game. Good luck. No, good, but, good luck but telling by, Dylan Brooks by, to do but anything. But by making this move, you keep that core group up top, right? Uh-huh. Like, Tyus Jones, yes, is, is a, you know, is a big piece for them, Brandon Clark as well. But, like, you keep those main players. You don't, you know, give up from that. I'll give you two picks mm. down the line. Mm. Like, I'm going to move that down a little bit. Sure, yeah. And and you get two Well, maybe players. I'll take the Golden State 2024 pick. That's, like, top so, three protected. So, that's the, offer from, that. that's the offer from Memphis. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Between those two, if I had to say yes to one of them, I'd probably go to the Memphis one. Okay. But to me... I have I, another Ananobi trade. Though. Oh, oh another, okay. a third call is I also, on the line. I also, I also, have, one, I also have one after as well. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Oh, my... The <laughs> calls are coming in right yeah. now. This is probably Bobby in the size of real life right now. Okay, all right. What's, what's the, who's the third caller from? I don't have a caller ID. Okay, this is from the New York Knicks. Oh, Ooh. Leon Rose. And, um, What's going on, Mr. C.A.? Yeah, yeah this, this call is being recorded, definitely. <laughs> so careful oh, yeah. what you say. Oh, that's right. That's for the record, I love the MSG network. Oh, my God. I love MSG. We in like Chinese. MSG in general, yeah. Damn, we made the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Goddamn. <laughs> Too many Asians. <laughs> All right. So, All right, Leon, Leon Rose in the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Leon would like Ananobi, Kem Birch, and Malachi Flynn. Okay. Wow, a lot, of, a lot of Kem Birch Three? and Malachi Flynn. That's a, that's a platter. Yeah. Three first round picks Ooh. from the New York Knicks. Not those, um, not those, not those garbage protected ones. Not those like no, top three unprotected. Protected. Okay, I'm saying three unprotected Knicks okay. picks as far down in the future as you would like. Okay, um, 
and what's the the player package going the other way is Isaiah Hartenstein, Cam Reddish, and Derrick Rose's expiring contract. And the idea is Raptors basically do it for the three picks, but also like I really like Hartenstein. Uh, if they're interested in Pirtle, they should be interested in Hartenstein, like kind of a similar player, not as great of a rim protector, but was pretty good in, in that respect last year. I thought last year is like one of the best backup centers in the league. Mm. And, you know, you can use him doing his like facilitator stuff from the high post and he's good in the short role. Like he he has not looked great in New York. He doesn't quite make sense the way that they're using him. They're not using him the way that the Clippers did. Um, but I think he would look good elsewhere. And Reddish is just sort of a flyer. Um, you take mm. a look at it. If it works out, you can re-sign him. I doubt he would be that expensive. Um, and then Rose is like strictly just to to kind of make the money work and right. the Knicks do it because it's OG. Like, I think mm. if they do that, it, it's a little crowded on the wing. You probably move RJ Barrett to the bench, but that might be best for him anyway. Like he has mm. looked a little bit uncomfortable this season with Jalen Brunson coming in and kind of running the show. That's really helped Julius Randall. Um, but as it's helped Randall, it has kind of hurt Barrett. Like he is okay. not really known how to fit in. And I think that maybe balances that, that up a little bit. It doesn't, I don't think make the Knicks a contender, or anything like that, but they still have more flexibility because they're not giving up any of those young guys that we were talking about if they had gone and made the Donovan Mitchell trade mm. uh, in the summer. It's basically just like they're, they're throwing a lot of picks at you and they're throwing Cam Reddish, who was in the doghouse anyway. Right. And Hartenstein is not really a huge part of their future or anything. Like I, I think it, it does make sense for both teams. And for the Raptors, it's, it's merely just like, give me your picks. We are betting on your downfall. Um, if it's three unprotected picks from the Knicks, that's so hard for me to turn down. There's one more call coming in, though. There's one more call coming in? By the way, I can't I can get quickly on that, maybe? No? All right. Oh, now you want quickly? Oh, I mean, that's... I don't know. Maybe. If I'm, Not if, if you're I'm getting the three unprotected. Cam Reddish is going... Cam Reddish three is going... unprotected Knicks Reddish picks, is man. going straight Damn. to Nick Nurses. He's going to put on the Malachi Flynn jersey. When he <laughs> He's going to take 22. <laughs> All right, New Orleans is calling. Oh, my God. Um, wow. David Griffin, man. Yeah, that's Loved right. Loved you on NBA TV, Griff man. Dog. You're one of my favorite on NBA TV. The Griff Great is calling. Glasses. So yep. the Griff knows that the bidding is, is getting real high right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start with Dyson Daniels. Okay. Herb Jones. Oh, uh, 11 uh, herbs and spices, all yeah. right. I'm going to give you Willie Hernan Gomez just to reunite with Juancho. Oh, okay. Great. Heard the vibes are bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we have, to, we have to throw in Devontae Graham to make the money work. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. And this is all just for OG, you know? Wow. We're, we're keeping, you know, I don't want Kem. You know, I don't want Malachi. And, you know, since since the bidding is getting real high, yeah. how about I throw in one of those Lakers picks? Because they've got Ooh. a couple of swaps coming. And maybe you can pick if you want this year, or I think they've got another one down the line as mm. well. Damn. So were the Raptors just cutting guys so they can absorb all these players? I can pick three guys they can cut. Yeah, if, <laughs> if there's a, roster issues. You can do a Hernan Gomez, or Hernan Gomez swap. Um, no, but like, you know, to put it over the top, huh. I'm going to offer one of those Lakers picks because wow. I'm getting desperate. These are good offers. These are yeah. all actually pretty good offers. Yeah. Um, in seriousness, if I had probably had to rank them, three unprotected Knicks first round picks, so I don't think, I don't think that's mm. actually on the table. Just but what, clear. Okay, but what about but, if you get the Lakers? First of all, we don't know where the Lakers are going to end up because the standings are very bunched up. So yeah. it doesn't look like it's going to be like a guaranteed, like, you know, top five odds or anything, but Listen, still appealing, though. No, absolutely. The thing about the Lakers pick that's cool is you can defer it. Yes. So maybe okay. we'll work around, you know, however it works to, to you know, let you pick which one we'll, we'll defer. Sounds like know? when I'm at the bank and they're offering me credit <laughs> yeah, cards yeah, right now. Man. So you just sign <laughs> up. Like, well, this one, you get four times just points, sign I up. guess. I'm like, uh, no, okay. If I had to rank them, honestly, for me, if the Knicks put the entire, it's essentially like uh, the, the three f- picks, five years of drafts. Yeah, you're taking that. 
I would take that from the Knicks okay. if they're unprotected. I, I doubt that it's on the table. Versus getting some players back. Because some of the, the other packages yeah. are giving you some decent players. Second for me is probably yours, Alex. I'm not going to lie. The, the Pelicans one is appealing. I think yeah. Daniels is somebody that the Raptors would be interested in. I, I do remember the Raptors conducting draft interviews with him. And and the Raptors were nowhere and near Herb, the top of the Herb draft. Jones, too, right? Like Herb you Jones, got Herb sure. Jones. Yeah. You got the Lakers pick. And the Her- so Lakers that's pick. really the, the, the I, Also, package. again, I, I doubt New Orleans puts all that on the table together, but who knows? Yes. Who knows? Maybe if you get four calls at once, it, it gets to this level. So that's number two for me. Number three, I'd probably go with the Memphis one. You know? Yeah, so you got Brandon Clark, Tyus Jones. Yeah. You got two firsts down the line. I like the, I like the depth addition, and you got yeah. the two picks. And then the Sacramento deal is not even terrible. Um, yeah. But, but our teams, I well, I think the big question is, like, are teams willing to actually go to this yeah. level, right? Yeah. Because I don't this think... It's a cool exercise. Man, it, it'd be fun yeah. to be a GM. Plus, yeah. you wear... Until you have to make the call yeah. on which one to pick. Yeah, well... And, and Masai's like, pick none of these. <laughs> What's Masai We're not dealing with Pat Riley. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing no trades. Well, yeah. So. I'm, I'm happy uh, Lawrence Frank didn't call in and, and, and offer... Uh, you know the poo poo platter for Fred Van Vliet because the hard the the hard answer to any deal involving the Clippers is no. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just for the record, it's no. Okay, Rob does not make any of the moves. Well, James, this is this is excellent. I appreciate you. Um, are you gonna all star? Yeah. We we got like twenty seconds left. Are you all star? <laughs> I will not be at all star. Can I? Do I have enough time to throw out the other trade I had? You, oh, you have you one would more. just have to throw it out though. We literally have twenty what, seconds no, for you. Seth Curry, Joe Harris, some kind of draft compensation for Gary Trent and Chris Boucher. This is a salvage the season, get some shooting, have a look at what it is. Yeah, we're going to have to... I'd rather keep Gary in Yeah, I'm going to have to hang up the phone. You could even throw in Utah, man. You don't have, you didn't even pay me the respect of giving me Utah again. Call back in the summer when KD requests another trade. Yeah, that's the only call I want to hear from Sean Marks. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. All right, James. James, appreciate, appreciate it, man. Everybody check out his work at CBS Sports. Appreciate you, James. Friend of the program. Thanks, guys. All right, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Will Lou, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 3 p.m. Thanks again to James Herbert, producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Brandale, and Frank Baraska for helping us with the YouTube stream. Welcome back, Frank, temporarily. And, uh, yeah, one last plug for the Panther Pod, which we're going to record shortly after this one. Talk to you tomorrow.